Hi, and welcome to Comfortable in Your Own Skin podcast. I'm Andrea Gullick, speaker, writer, and international mentor. Together, we're going to walk the path of becoming comfortable in our own skin by seeking radical honesty with yourself, making conscious choices, and living a life on point. And the only way you can live a life on point is to be comfortable in your own skin. And the only way to become comfortable in your own skin is to begin to ask why you're not already. Maybe it's untethering from family stories, from generational patterns. Maybe you've had encounters with trauma or hardship. Maybe you've just always questioned Who am I exactly? Irrespective of anything that's happened, anything you have or haven't done, this is a journey of how to just be you, comfortable in your own skin. Welcome back. Today I'm going to launch into a bit of a conversation, a bit of a musing around the parenting gig because I really think that over my journey the the two most standout situations that contribute to how comfortable in our own skin we feel and how quickly we can feel uncomfortable in our own skin I think it comes down to those family relationships and the parenting gig it's like no one ever can really, really give you an accurate understanding of how it will feel to become a parent. I don't think the joy and the ecstasy of that, that there's enough words or there's enough energy that can really, really highlight just what it feels like to to be able to embark on that journey and to bring a beautiful little bundle of joy into the world. I think it's it's one of the most precious gifts that we can experience. And yet on the flip side, not sure there's enough words to really be able to describe maybe the pressure or the fear or the discomfort of feeling responsible for aspects of the journey of another whole person. And so when we reflect, when I've reflected over my journey, there's a lot that I have contemplated. There's a lot I've sort of sat with around my own parents and the influence that they had over over myself and maybe my sibling and and seeing how their togetherness or not togetherness or the way that they chose to parent and guide and raise us and seeing how impactful that can be. And it's impactful in many, many amazing ways. And it's impactful in some maybe slightly destructive ways too. Because we're all, don't you know, we haven't been here before. I guess in some belief systems, maybe people we ha- feel that we have. But in terms of literally being for the most mainstream 
everyday person, we're kind of learning on the job. And what worked today might not necessarily work tomorrow. And people can have different moods and different attitudes and different energies and different viewpoints and they can they can change too. And so in being able to reflect on, well, how comfortable am I in my own skin and how do I believe that is has been or hasn't been influenced by my upbringing, by my parents' beliefs, by their, their behaviours, by their consciousness or or lack of lack of consciousness because there's plenty of people in the world that that are kind of you know at the wheel blind and so that I guess has really influenced the way that I want to be with my own children and how comfortable in my own skin and how comfortable in your skin are you with the parenting gig and how you're influencing and shaping and moulding your own children. And the thing that I began to discover as, as the years went on and we have a gap in our family in terms of an age gap based on our circumstances and we have a blended family based on our circumstances and the normal sibling rivalry that goes on between maybe some of the older kids and and the youngest and it's it's always the way isn't it the the eldest always has the hardest road to to trek because you know they don't get to do what the younger ones get to do and then you get to the youngest one and well they're just spoiled aren't they like it's you know the middle child is always feels like they don't fit because they're not the oldest they're not the youngest and so you have these kind of almost personality traits that are quite similar and you know, is it that, that that is what happens? Is it that in terms of the where you are born and where you come in line, that it is this inherent reflection of how you do or don't fit? Or is this just another social construction that people have heard so much that, oh, I was the eldest and I never got to do that or, oh, that's the youngest, she's spoiled or, oh, that middle child, my gosh, the middle child is just, they're just the worst. You know, like are we creating the the way in which people live out their, their journey as wherever they come in their family? And so this for us and in our family and what I reflect on is that I think we make the parenting journey so much harder than it needs to be sometimes if we don't recognise and realise that there is a possibility that we are tying our own desires of being seen and recognised as a good parent or you've done a good job based on the way that our children turn out, based on what they achieve, based on who they become. And I've not long written a post about this and I can tell that there's resonance to it on the amount of people that have have actually commented or have actually been able to see themselves in what I shared. Because when I was so busy trying to make sure that my boys in particular were good boys, 
that they didn't do naughty things or that they were there was an adequate consequence for their actions to ensure that I was deemed a good parent, it probably got in the way of me, me being the best parent I could be. And I see it and I hear it all the time that we live almost through our children. Sometimes it can be that what we didn't achieve, we live vicariously through them. But there is also this hidden almost desire for our kids to turn out well so that it can prove that we did well. That it's actually more about us and our ability in the way that we can we can guide our children and less about who they naturally are. Because what happens in a situation that you have done everything within your means to love and nurture and guide your children and their path doesn't doesn't go down what would be deemed a successful route. What happens if they are influenced at a at an age by friends or peers and they start to make decisions that you're not necessarily kosher with? Or what happens if they do go on to become a mega successful accountant or lawyer or doctor or business owner and something happens that they become unsuccessful or that the success that they experienced is it comes to an end like we can look at COVID for that and the amount of people that have hit hard times and so life happens People make choices. The universe makes choices. And that pressure to, to instill almost perfection in our children, that they shouldn't be this or that, that this is the road and this is the path and this is what they must follow. Like there's people that I know who have their children doing university degrees, their children do not want to do. But it's because their choice isn't deemed as an appropriate choice. Like, who's that about? When my boys would do things that were not acceptable, like they were a little bit naughty because they're normal kids. But the consequence in the way that I responded to it was coming from a place of how am I going to be viewed? Not from a, these are little boys learning the ways of life. And they will learn much, much better, much more grounded in their learnings if it comes from a place of love. But while we're so wrapped up in how we're going to be perceived, it gets in the way of how we can love them. Love them for who they are, not for who you want or need them to be. And this is like this is a really radical, honest, radically honest conversation to have with ourselves. How much of what I want for my children 
is about them and how much is it about me? Because I keep coming back to each each podcast, the difference between love and unconditional love. Unconditional love has no conditions. It doesn't say unless you do this uni degree, I can't I can't love you. Unless you have a multi-million dollar business, unless you do what everybody else is doing, unless you're a successful football player, unless you use your manners, unless you drive a particular car, unless you look a particular way. Love doesn't put any of those conditions. Humans do. And we put them on our children. And most of the time, it's not deliberate. We're not sort of getting up one day going, gee, I hope I make my kid miserable today. But in our reactions and our responses, we could be. And it's just about being able to reflect on that and being able to open up to what is going on for me. Why is it so important that they do this or they do that? And can you get comfortable in your own skin to allow your children to fly in the way that they need to fly? Because you're comfortable in your own journey of parenting that their outcomes are not based on you. They're not about you. They're not about me. And how much space that opens up to just love them, to talk to them, to communicate to them. It's really hard to communicate, honestly, if you don't even know that it's your own insecurities and your own inadequacies and your own trigger points that are getting in the way. Because we've been led to believe that the learning comes from the top down, the hierarchical system, that the older you are or the more senior you are, the more experience you've had, the more you know. I don't agree. I've had conversations with my teenage boys and they have taught me so much, so much about who I am, so much about who they are. And the the days of children will be seen and not heard, the days of respect your elders, in so many ways, we have to find a way to move past that because relationships are about mutual respect and it's about finding that balance of, of the experience that we do have as parents and, and being able to guide from those places of experience and how life operates and then being able to let go. Being able to let go in acceptance that their path is probably already set. And that's not letting go of the steering wheel and just letting everything just, them just, you know, kind of experiment with absolutely everything. I guess there's there's people that will. Love does call us to to use our wisdom and our inner guidance to to the best of our ability. But there is a big difference between wanting the best for our children 
and needing it. Because that needing energy is more about us not being okay with who we are more than it's about them. And it takes a courageous person to come from that perspective, to literally be able to go, okay, this isn't about them. This is about me and why do I feel like this? Why do I not feel comfortable in in knowing that I've done the best job that I can and I'm a good person and I'm worthy and I'm enough even if my child decides to rob a bank, even if my child decides to change their gender, even if my child ends up penniless, on the doll. There's this, and, and, it, and it shows up in so many different ways in life, but obviously the topic I'm focused on is our parenting, is that there are no good or bad. There is no right or wrong. Everything in life, everything is nothing until we make it mean something. So our children are just our children. They are just experiencing the world. That's what they're doing. We have deemed that, that that's a good experience, so that's favourable. That's They went off to uni and they've got an awesome, awesome career, so excellent. I've done well. Oh, Johnny over there, he's like he's he he went off the rails. So, oh, you know. Everything is nothing until we make it mean something. The way that we parent is it just is what it is. We do it to the best of our ability. I can look at somebody else's ability and go, that's not the best of my ability. Somebody else could look at my parenting and go, that's not the best parenting that could be done based on their based on their requirements of what what they believe parenting should be and what I believe parenting should be. We, we, can, we can judge everything however we want because we have our own worldview. We have our own lens that we look through. We have our own set of prejudices. And those things can get in the way. They can get in the way of allowing people to just flourish the way they're going to flourish and to achieve what they're going to achieve or to not achieve what they're not going to achieve. But can we give our children the freedom to be able to move in and out of their own experiences in the way that they need to? And this is, like I said before, this is not about literally taking your hands off and just letting them drive behind the wheel. We are here to love and guide them and to, to maybe broaden their horizons and especially teenage boys, their frontal lobe is not developed in teenage years. So it's kind of like we need to lean in on our own frontal lobe to, to be the, the buffer of danger. But if you are really, like if you have listened this long, then you will know that if you become really, really conscious to what it is you want 
from your children and what you need from them for you to feel okay about how you parent. Then you'll begin to feel into what I'm talking about. I literally had a conversation with our 16-year-old the other day and he made a statement. I just wish I had the mum that she has when I was her age. So there's a six-year age gap, so 16 and his sister is 10. And he was open and honest about that, that there is a difference between how I parent now, six years down the track, to how I parented then. And I can see exactly what he's talking about. And it's because I was so hypersensitive to how these boys turned out because I felt solely responsible because when they were eight months and three, the person that I trusted the absolute most in terms of being the best guide and the best role model, he passed away. And it's the impact and the effects of that, of losing trust in myself because maybe I never really had it. Maybe I lent so far into him and his beliefs and his way of being that I just trusted that he would be the, the anchor point and I could just float around and follow up. So when the situation changed and then you add in the degree of difficulty with with complex trauma and, and doing life so differently to what you anticipated. It's like I lost my nerve. And so it's this hypersensitivity of getting it wrong and, and these boys going off the rails and it would be my fault. It didn't matter that I've had a... I've remarried and the boys have had a, a stepfather that's amazing who, who loves them unconditionally for, for most of their life. It was, I'm not going to be looked at as a good mum if I don't get these boys through, if they don't become something, if they don't look successful or, or well put together or centred and grounded. And it got in the way. It got in the way. And my son, this is basically what my son is, is really referring to because I was so sort of flighty and so uptight and so overwhelmed that I didn't just love them. I didn't just allow them to fly the way they needed to fly because my responses and my, well, my reactions were more about how I would be perceived. And I guess this is an opportunity to just, that I'm offering to you, that if you're finding it very uncomfortable in your own skin in regards to parenting, is there anything about it, anything about what you've just heard or, or listened to that, that really, really sits like a truth in your skin? And it doesn't make us bad people doesn't make us bad parents it's just this opportunity to open up to how we feel in our skin and how we feel in these roles that are so important and how we can 
ease the conditions of that which we need met to ensure that we feel safe with, within our parenting gig and that we get to listen into how our children have experienced us without needing to be without needing to push that away, without needing to deny that, without needing to actually even blame ourselves, just be curious about it. Are you prepared to have a conversation with your, with your child that's going to university to make sure that is what they want to do with their life or whether they thought and felt like that's what they needed to do to get your approval? Have you had a conversation? Are you willing to have a conversation about their acquisitions and and literally the way that they are planning to live their life and and the way they're setting up their life is it in accordance to their own inner wisdom or is it in accordance to the subliminal try and say that word properly messages that we sent them because the the child parent relationship it's 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 huge it's so huge and yet so much can be understood if we're willing to just have a heart-to-heart conversation of truth and honesty and get comfortable with it. 